Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10. It's great to uh, be together today. And I heard the uh, campus ministry had an incredible Valentine's dance last night. Over 400 students from across Los Angeles came together uh, to celebrate in a pure way, to dress in a modest but fashionable way, and to build one another up, to have a lot of fun together. So thankful for our campus ministries. I heard it was an amazing success. You know, you ask, why are we meeting on February 10th to uh, talk about missions? Because the Bible teaches, use your worldly wealth to what? To gain friends. So that after it's gone, because our money will be gone and so will we, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The Bible says so much about how money is directly connected to the heart. You know, I was at midweek uh, a few weeks ago, and the gentleman uh, that sold me my car a few years ago, he was the finance manager, did the loan. He, uh, I hadn't seen him in a long time. He'd come to church a bunch of times, and he walked in, and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? I didn't even, I didn't even know he was planning on coming. He just walked in after a while. He said, Marco, I've been going through a really hard time. I made $250,000 the first seven months of last year, and I gambled it all away. Our country spends billions of dollars on pornography. Billions of dollars on entertainment with sports. Disneyland. Billions of dollars in Vegas. And billions and billions of dollars on stuff that's in the landfill or out of style quickly. And so when we're talking about doing something of eternal impact, it's a big deal. And I'm very confident that we're going to make our mission's goal. But more importantly, I want to uh, ignite your heart. We don't want to just give money. We want our hearts to grow as we give our missions this year. You know, I found this quote. It says, when the Spirit of God comes into a man, He gives him a worldwide outlook. When a, Oswald Chambers said that. When a spirit, the Spirit of God comes into a man, He gives that man or woman a worldwide outlook. And I'm so thankful that we're not a church that just cares about the coast of Los Angeles. That we're not a church that just cares about Los Angeles. That we're not a church that just cares about what's the kids' kingdom like for me and my world. But that we care about the souls all over the world. Especially in Mexico and Central America, and it's especially in the Middle East. You know, I've had the chance to go to both places multiple times. And it's hard living there. You go, you never lived there. No, I mean, it's, it's hard living there. And while I'm there... Many times I go, wow, I can't wait to get home to that relative sense of security and safety that I feel. I can't wait to come home and brush my teeth with water from the faucet rather than a water bottle. I can't wait to come home and be able to walk the streets after a certain hour and not worry about it. And on and on and on. We even eat very different here than the third world eats. Do you understand? We get to make choices, food that's healthier. 
It's just, it's a whole other world. And these churches are counting on us, the rich, to help them, the poor. But more importantly is what it does to our hearts. Turn in your Bibles to Romans 10. This is the only passage we're going to look at here today. In Romans 10, you know, the Jews felt they were better than the Gentiles. They were favored by God. They were chosen by God. They were given to by God. They were superior. And they took it, as we do in our pride, the wrong direction. And Paul says to the church here in Rome, for there is no difference, Romans 10, verse 12, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. See, there is no difference between people that live south of the border and people that live north of the border. The same Lord is the Lord of them and He will richly bless everybody, no matter what color their skin is or what language they speak or what family they grew up in or what cultures they participate in. That same Lord is the Lord of every human being. And that same Lord richly blesses all who call on Him. Whether it's somebody in the U.S. or in Southern California or somebody in the Middle East, it's the same Lord. But for them, for them to be blessed and for them to call on the Lord, somebody has to take them the message. It says in verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you remember your baptism? Remember who was there? Remember your hairdo if it was 30 years ago? Do you remember what shirt you were wearing or what time it was or whose house it was or what kind of water you got baptized in? Cold, warm, jacuzzi that had too much chlorine? Dirty river? Bathtub? You know, you know what I'm saying? You remember that day when you called out, Jesus is Lord! And how much that changed your life. And here you are, you sitting here a month later, two months later, 20 years later, five years later, 25 years later. Boy, has God not changed your life. For those of us that have been disciples now two and three and four decades, look at your siblings that did not become disciples. And do you not see a difference? Because you were privileged to call on the name of the Lord. It says in verse 14, how, can, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, and he quotes this passage, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You know, some of us don't like our feet. Well, i got some good news for you. God thinks everybody's got beautiful feet if they're bringing good news. He says, But not all the Israelites accepted the message, the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the Word of Christ. We know this passage. We've heard this passage. We've shared this passage. We've preached this passage. We've had this passage preached to us. But think about the depth 
and the hope for mankind that this passage holds. You know, I found this quote, and I want you to say, you know, why do you do missions? This is my, this will be my 25th missions contribution. Every year I've given since I became a disciple. Never missed it. Never plan on it. It's a conviction that somebody trained in me at 19 years old. And I'm so thankful that somebody gave missions so that the church that met me in Tucson, Arizona, saved my life, my mom, my brother, my sister, my wife, my daughter, my nephew. That's just within my own family. But you say, why do we do this every year? Well, look at this quote I found by Ralph Waldo Emerson. It says, people wish to be settled. Anybody relate? Only as far as they are unsettled is there any hope for them. Missions is here to unsettle us. To make us question, what are my convictions? What do I believe? Why do I believe it? Is it a sacrifice? Am I going to give? Last year we asked everybody to give at least something. And many still gave nothing. You have to have a hard heart to not give anything. What you're literally doing is, I don't really care. Because that same person spent a lot of money on coffee, movies, fast food, clothes. We have brothers and sisters in the third world. This is not a made-up preacher story. That own three shirts. I have quite a few more than three. And most of them I don't like or wear anymore. And so they'll go sell their one of their three shirts to give the missions. Or some that take the bus, which is most of the third world, where they'll say, I'll save my 45 cents and I'll walk five miles for a time so that I can gather $50 over the next six months to give the missions. So you tell me, is there anybody poorer in this room than that? I want to stir you. I want to unsettle you. I believe this is relative to your salvation. Not giving the missions, the condition of your heart throughout your life. And if you can go through missions after missions after missions and not give, the Bible teaches how we use our worldly wealth. God's going to hold us accountable for it. Missions is here to unsettle us. You know, this year we're going to give the most as a region than we've ever given as a new region. $550,000. You say, a half a million dollars towards missions. That's right. And if you use a multiple of your weekly contribution to figure out your goal, it's ten times plus your weekly contribution. You can give more than that. You can give less than that. But everybody has to give Something. And we'll blow out the goal. Amen? A few things I want to point out about this passage as we think about giving. Number one, we've got to give and send. Paul says, how can they believe if no one sends them? You know, I'm so thankful that we sent out Elias and Rachel to Oregon. I'm so thankful that one of our multiples last year went to help start the Tucson church. Somebody met me when I was 19 years old, selling cable TV 
as a college student with a full-on mullet. I'm thankful somebody met me. That somebody was sent, like named Jeff Lodstrom, studied the Bible with me, the campus minister. I'm thankful for the brothers and sisters that are willing to live in the Middle East and preach the Word in the Middle East. Do you want to move there? I'm thankful for the brothers and sisters all over Mexico and Central America that are willing to lay down their lives. When I was in Guatemala last summer, one of the things that was oppressive to me was the air pollution. Just looking from here to the door, there was like lawnmower smoke, green, blue. I'm not talking smog like when we look over at L.A. Valley. I'm talking at eye level in the streets, green, blue, gray, thick smoke all the time. You don't think that affects your asthma, your allergies, and your quality of life and length of life? That's just one thing. I'm so thankful for the brothers and sisters that have been sent and that are willing to be sent. We've got to give this year so people can be sent, so the message can be sent. And in that $550,000, a week at one time of that is our weekly, but the rest is going to go to MCA, UNAM, the Middle East, a little bit to Tucson to help them here in their second year. You know, they're 55 now. They started at 25, 24 and they're now 55. His goal is to be 100 by one year. The 25 of them had almost 500 people at church. And I went out to help start that church for the weekend. And when he told me, yeah, our goal is 250, I thought to myself, to my shame and my lack of faith, wow. Okay, well, I'm glad I didn't set that goal. And to my shame, as we went in there that day, 473 or 476 people were there, almost double of what Rob set forth in his faith. We've got to give and send, and everyone has to give something. Amen? Can we say that together? Everyone has to give something. Let's say it one more time. Everyone has to give something. You say, Marco, you're making me feel guilty. Well, just repent, and then you'll not feel guilty anymore. And... Uh, that's all there is to it. Okay, here we go. We have the mission can this year. It's a lot bigger in the picture than it is in my hand. But times are tough, budget cuts. No, it's the size of a salt shaker, because, you know, we're the salt of the earth. And what I want to do is I want every... Quick thinking on the feet there. Um, I want everyone to... Take one, every, every campus student, you take one of these. We've got about 500, 600 of them outside there. Every campus student, take one and fill it up. We want every teenager, whether you're a disciple yet or not, to take one of these on the way out. Amen? And then we want every family to take one. And I want you to use it for your family devotionals. I want you to use it to, to pray about God, I want to give the missions. Every one of us has pocket change. Let's commit to taking out our pocket change and putting it in the can. And then we can shake it, shake it like a Polaroid. You know what I'm saying? Shake it. Hey, easy. Easy. I thought of a jingle. You drop in the coins, and when you hear it cling, think about the souls it will bring.
No, no, hold on. When it clings, think about the souls it will bring. Do you like that? Drop in your bling. No, you figure out your own. But, but when you hear it, yeah, that's it. Hear it cling and think about the souls it will bring. And what we're going to do that day is everybody's going to come forward and put in their cans. Now, these are tamper-proof uh, safety, so someone's got a tough job on opening them all. But it's going to be so cool. As your little ones walk forward, you go, Marco, I'm going to fill up the can by the next two weeks. Then take a Ziploc bag and just put that with it like this. Okay? So don't, be, don't let these obstacles limit you. Then... Uh, if you're single and you want one, you can take one. But we just want the campus students to all take one for sure. Every one of you, all the teenagers, every one of you, and every family take at least one can. And we're going to, in all of our ch- churches, all five churches, we're going to walk forward that day with all of our cans full, and we're going to shake it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Parents, let me just say something to you quickly. You are training, as Deuteronomy 6 says, to impress this on your child. You are training something in there more than the $48 of quarters, pennies, dimes, and nickels. They're going to think back going, Mom, do you remember that can that was like a salt shaker? They need to make them bigger, Mom. They're going to think back as an adult. In my family, we used to fill this can. And you could take it to school. Alms, alms for the missions. Take it to work, put it on your... But you're discipling into your children a visual of your priorities. You go, how much can you fit in the can? That's not the point. Actually, quite a bit when you add it up amongst everybody. But that's not the point. The point is, Deuteronomy 6 says, when you wake, when you lie down, when you get up, when you walk along the road, you are impressing something on your children. A visual about what your priorities are when it comes to eternal things. And you're going to get one of these. You know, something we're going to do different this year with missions. We're going to give and train. So right now, I'd like some of the, our interns to come out on stage. We're going to give and train. You say, what are you talking about? Well... Let's have the singles stay together. You know, I was thinking about this, and I talked to the elders, and to Steve Marici, and to Mo. You know, our region right now has grown 16% in the last three years, which is very encouraging. We're now approaching 1,200. We have the vision of being over 2,000 by the end of the year 2020. You say, who's going to lead... Those 800 people. Steve and Jackie Marici are good, but they can't lead 800 more people single-handedly. And stay sane, and stay in the ministry, and stay faithful to God. Who's going to lead all those people? You know, in ten years, how old will you be? Or in seven, eight eight years, how old will you be? My My point is, seriously... The Mexico City Church, at one point, the campus ministry, UNAM, is 250,000 students. At one point, in its development as a church, there was almost 1,000 college students, around 850, at UNAM. 
Today, 12. It was 10. But they just grew by 20% today. Do you know that this region insisted, hey, of the money we're giving you, we're giving you 10% less, and that's going to Unam. Because we, we believe we need to get a campus ministry going. Do you know they couldn't find a campus minister? Amongst a church of almost 4,000 people? And I'm not criticizing anyone. I'm just saying you see that once development of leaders becomes no longer a priority, without even realizing it, your church starts to retract, add, decay, and not think about the future. And so what we're going to do starting this year is we're going to take part of our missions and we're going to put it towards our CLA Ministry Leadership Training Center. You know, Angela's out here. Angela's full-time now. Or it's been full-time, actually, the whole time. And Angela is, you know, was appointed Women's Ministry Leader in November of 2012. And it's so exciting to see Elias and Rachel raise up and be sent out, and now they're leading a church. But everybody else you see on stage is a part-time or full-time intern that's not an evangelist or a women's ministry leader. And three of the girls are self-supporting interns, meaning they went to their boss and said, hey, can I work longer on a different day, and can I come to the staff meetings and get training at my church? And so they donated their time and their energy to get up earlier, stay up later, so they can add that extra four hours they're missing from work with travel time, so they can come to our staff meetings for training. And I'm so thankful for this group. You know, in the South Campus, and if you could just not clap yet, but in the South Campus, we have Chaz Tenno, Megan LeBlanc, and Carrie Nolovsky all being trained for the ministry there at Long Beach State. We have Greg Russell and Don Hamptoni uh, being trained at Long Beach City, and Lorenzo J. being trained at Cerritos College. On the West Campus, we have Hector and Yasmin Perez, uh, Hector's uh, a full-time student and a part-time intern. And Yasmin works as an accountant and went to her boss and said, hey, can I work less so I can work with the church as a part-time intern? We have Allie at UCLA and Jessica Evans at Pepperdine. So right now, there's, we're training uh, 10 students, they're not all students, but 10 people for campus ministry at our campuses. Do you think that's all the people we can train? No, there's so many more. You know, in the uh, singles ministry, right now we have uh, Janelle Holbert and Hakan Emden uh, and Betty Collins all working with the South Bay Singles coming to our staff meetings. And at the West Side Singles, we have Cy Serrano and Nicole De La Torre uh, working with the West Side Singles. And then GLB, we've got Clay Kenworthy and Christina Hill uh, working with the GLB Singles. And then in the Spanish ministry, we have Catalina Sanchez, who's a self-supporting intern. But our vision is... And not all these people are going to go full-time. That's not the vision. The vision is that we would be training up so many people for teen ministry, campus ministry, singles ministry, married ministry, kids' kingdom, administrators, deacons, future elders, full-time ministry, evangelists, women's ministry leader, church plantings, that we would be training and training and training leaders. But we're going to take part of our missions every year, and we're going to devote it towards coastal L.A., not for the staff that's full-time like myself and others, and Angela now, but for those that are part-time interns, so we can raise up and train so many different people for ministry leadership training. Amen?
Um, and then right here, so that was the campus, that's a singles, future teen ministry, part-time intern training. You say, well, why is there no names there yet? Because that's the next place we're going to go. You say, well, what about the marrieds? Well, a lot of people from the campus singles and teens end up in the married ministry. Not all, but many. So yours will be coming too. But right now, we're trying to take as many people as we can and train them for leadership here in coastal LA. We already have a brother that's going to start working with the South Bay teens, and I'll just, we'll unveil that later. But we have some part-time interns coming. So I just want to give a round of applause for all of our interns for training in the ministry. Thanks, guys. Finally, we're going to give and go for some of us. And what are we going to do? Everyone has to give something. Let's just say it again. Everyone has to give something. See, my hope is come June 1st or May May something that you'll be tossing and turning your bed. Everyone has to give something. If you somehow, you just didn't get the message, it will have gotten in there through osmosis. For some of us, We need to not only give, but as Jaime referred to, we can go out on the mission field. It changes your life. If you'd like, there's a Hope Singles Corps going to Dallas and to Haiti uh, right there on the screen. Where some of you that are single can go for a week to ten days to go serve in Haiti. Serve the poor, preach the word, help people, be with the disciples. It will change your Christianity forever. Or if you can't afford Haiti, you can go to Dallas. The international brigades that Jaime referred to. Managua, Nicaragua is coming up in March. San Pedro Sula, Honduras, where we've already sent two teams to from Coastal LA, and we're going to send a third team this year if you're interested, uh, in July. And then Guatemala City, where we sent a team uh, last year, uh, is going to happen in August. What's nice about these brigades is they're purposely designed for professionals, meaning you can you fly in on Wednesday night. It goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You leave on Sunday or leave on Monday, your choice, after church. So you only end up missing about three days of work. So they purposely designed it so people wouldn't have to miss a whole week of work if they didn't want to and could still come and give. Now, they'll be very tired for the two weeks after, but the experience will be amazing. So this is not just can you give, but you can give and go. You know... Being in Guatemala last summer, I thought to myself, when I saw how poor people were, your brothers and sisters, it opened my eyes to why we give missions. I thought, well, why do we give missions? I mean, we give it every year, and can't they kind of take care of themselves and get on their own feet? Yes, for some. But for others, they're literally making $50 a month. Or a week, excuse me. $10 a day. They barely get by. And the prices of gasoline there are more expensive. Prices for food, in a lot of ways, are more expensive than here. Prices for some clothing is more expensive. And you say, well, how do they do it? Well, you have 15 people live in a two-bedroom, and it's several families, and you're trying to share everything, and you do without a lot of things. And you understand? You, you just do it. But it really sensitized my heart to how and why we give. But being able to give and go, if you'd like to go, see your church leader. We're going to assemble some teams this year to Guatemala and Honduras. And I really want to appeal to the parents. Take your teenager. Have them raise the money. Don't pay for them. That's part of the experience. But take your teenager and open their eyes to what God is doing around the world and open their eyes to the third world. It's an incredible experience. Two of my team girls went. They raised the money to go. 
It was an amazing experience for them. I know they'll even appreciate it later in life even more than they did now. I want to just show you some pictures here. There's uh, Dr. Lee right there, Winston Lee. Um, he's not a doctor. He's really smart, though. He went to the Royal Institute of Technology. And he says, I asked him, because I knew he could afford to go, so I asked him last minute. Not, that's not why I asked him last minute. But I asked him last minute, and he goes, well, what could I offer? I don't speak Spanish, and I've never done anything like this. I said, Winston, just bring your A game, whatever you got. So he brought videos on astronomy that he had set up for all the kids. Right here he's doing a physics experiment with the helicopter pencil thing. Look at the kids' eyes. You know, some of those kids are going to say, some Asian dude came to my, to my ghetto about 15 years ago, Dr. Lee. And he showed me about helicopters, and now I'm a helicopter engineer. I design helicopters. Look at the look on those kids' faces. Dr. Lee. But I appreciate him. He's got astronomy videos. The kids are all surrounding physics and quarks and all kinds of stuff. They had no idea what they were talking about, but I'm sure they're going to become science majors now. You know, here's uh, several of the sisters. If you go, it'll change your life forever. Uh, the two sisters on my right are Dennis, that's Tess, and Diane. Uh, they went a couple years ago, were concerned about closing their dental office and losing money. You know, God always blesses you. They didn't lose money when they went. God blessed them with more work. But since they went to the first one, then they went and did one in their own home country where they came from in the Philippines that same year, and then 12 months later did it again. So in about just over a year period, they did three brigades, closed their practice three times, and they pulled so many teeth. Let's just say it was like pulling teeth because it was. The sister in the middle, M, she's a nurse. She took time off twice, went on one brigade, 12 months later went on another brigade, and it just served hundreds and hundreds of poor people uh, there, took time off work. It changed their lives forever. There's Jason Rain, one of our great brothers there serving. I would say he's a politician holding babies, but he's not. He's just serving. And if you go on one of these brigades, you'll never look at life the same. You'll never look at missions the same. It'll bring a level of joy that you can't imagine. There's our teenagers that went... Uh, that's my nephew next to Danielle who came up from Dallas and went. And there's Elizabeth Chow. And she was just, just changed her life. It's such a great time that getting the teens, mother-son, mother-daughter, father-son, father-daughter going on these brigades. And you'll never look at life the same. I mean, look at the joy in Mariah's face. She never looks at life the same. Let's not just give. Let's give and let's go. Amen? If you like, there's Hope Youth Corps on the stage. You can get your team to go and train for leadership and to serve the poor and to preach the word, either national or internationally. It's all on the Hope Worldwide website. Let me just close with this passage. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 9 says this. For the earth, same verse that's on your can. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. You know, we have 70% of our world is covered by water. But what percentage is covered on the human heart with the knowledge of God? You say, what, as my dad told me sarcastically years ago, Marco, what are you going to do? Change the world? I said, actually, Dad, I am. Oh, come on, he said. It's a drop in the bucket. I said, yeah, Dad, but enough drops and the bucket actually fills up. Ah, psh, you know. What we're doing is against human logic. You think, what kind of a difference does it make? Well, it surely made a difference in my life 
and in my family. And it's made a difference in your life and in your family. It's going to make a difference in so many people's lives as we give generously and as everybody gives at least something. Amen? A few announcements here, and then we're going to have Al Baird pray for our missions, and we'll close with one song. Please take your special missions can as you walk outside the door. One per teenager, one per family. So if you have three, two teens and other kids, you take how many cans? Three. One per teenager and one per family. Okay? If you're a campus student, how many are you going to take? If you're single, take one if you use it. And um, if you're married and you no more kids or don't have kids, you can still take one only if you're going to use it. But just grab one on the way out. We have about 600 cans for you. For those that are interested in foster care, we have people here from DPS that are going to have a lunch in the cafeteria, not just to, about adoption, but if you'd like to be involved in our signature program, one of our two signature programs in serving the poor, they're going to be sharing about all the foster care programs that you can serve in, and they'll be there for Q&A right in the cafeteria after church of following. Let's have Al Baird come out and lead us in a prayer, and then we'll close for our final song. Thank you. What a great day we've had so far.